all, I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creatives and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. The main topic of the day is creative rituals in relation to our routines. How might our routines be affecting our creativity, output, and even our processes? What habits are other creatives doing? Perhaps Paul and I can... Yes, Paul's back in the studio this week, by the way. (laughs) Perhaps Paul and I can spark a few thoughts and pontificate. He just made me use that word. He really did. He's ever giggling. He's got a belly laugh going. It's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love it. I'm going to do it again. Why? Because. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at here, Paul, is that we have... uh, you know, some questions to ask about rituals. Do we? Yeah. All right. Let's get on. I'm here. Am I early? Am I I late? You're early for last week. You're early. Joining me in the studio is my spectacularly spicy amigo and the most extraordinary co-host I could find out here in the rolling hills of rural America. My good friend, Mr. Paul Ramey. Hello. (laughs) Just hello. After all that. Yeah. What are we drinking today? I've I got know. this. Uh, I got this Sons of Toil. The wife and I went to Sons of Toil Brewing over in Mount Orab, Ohio. Is that a real place? It is. And we uh, is it Orb or Orab? I always go to Orab. I think it's Orab. Orb. Yeah. Or not Orb. Orb. <laughs> Orb. Orbal I don't even know. All but, right. But so we you went up. Yeah, we got all kinds. Of, we didn't went down there to do a painting thing, which was fun. I think we may have talked about it on the podcast already a little bit, so I don't want to get too much into that. But uh, this beer I brought back for us, it's a 6.9% Mango Habanero New England IPA. I'm excited to try this because I know it's going to be terrible, but I like hot things. So <laughs> I'm a little bit intimidated by it. The last time I had really hot stuff, it it tore me up. It did. I'm talking about beer in, in general, but this doesn't have uh, the intensity, I think, as, as the other one I had. I, you haven't tried this yet? I have know? not. Okay. I, I gave it to a friend, a uh, mutual friend, Justin, and uh, he tried it. What did he think? And he said he liked it. He likes to put yeah. weird things in beer he makes. He does. So let's give this a taste and see what we think. All right, let's it, do this. Because I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. You go first, because I'm, I'm always interested in what you think. It, it smells decent. Mm-hmm. Oh, he snuck a drink right when I was sneaking a drink. And see, I was trying to do that different. Oh, that's warm. I it like that. It is warm. I do, too. I had a cigar earlier happy, and, happy and, uh, and some whiskey. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, this actually goes really good after that cigar. Let me see the front of that bottle. Yeah. Sons of Toil. It's, I think it's a generic label, and then they put their um, whichever one they're using on it. They don't have, like, custom labels for, oh, so. for the, uh, the different things yet. but. Uh, I'm actually very excited you're back in the studio today. I missed you. I, I, you know, I'd say I missed you, but I was unaware that I had missed it until I it know. Was, it's I was having of, rehearsal. MG well, Flash was jamming. I know. And, it's and my I get fault. a text. I'm like, oh, this is why I don't schedule practice at two o'clock. I'm, yeah. I, you know, it's my all brain, good. My it's all good. good. You had a busy weekend too that weekend. So I did. It was, uh, it was completely understandable. I, I basically just, I was thinking, I don't, I don't know if I told him about the podcast because, you know, we do these every two weeks. Folks may not realize we, we schedule, uh, it's not real hard to keep track of. It's I not, should, it's not, but it's, it's also one of the things we both have busy lives and it's, you know, we had a weird week that week. though. Yeah. Which is really a good way for us to, uh, to get into it. So let's get into it before we do though. Yeah. You mentioned that you went down for a painting thing. Is this the, 
the one that you posted where you guys painted the roosters? Yeah. Man, yeah. that was awesome. It I just I wanted to make sure that was yeah. mentioned. I don't know if you mentioned it last week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, we went down and painted a couple of roosters and uh she did a great job. She did. I was really impressed. Yeah. I she was actually getting kind of depressed sitting with me, you know, because I'm a painter, right? I mean Right. I expected it, yours to be better. Right. And, and she knocked it out of the park. Yeah, she did. Really good color. I mean, yours is good too, yeah. but yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can improve on it. <laughs> no, well, I was going to do Foghorn Leghorn. Awesome. <laughs> and everybody would have been like mad. That would have been hilarious. You know, always even, go with your gut. I know. <laughs> you should always I go know, with your gut. I know. But no, it's awesome too. But but I was just really impressed because she's not, she's not known as a fine artist, yeah. but she did a great job. Now I it's mean, in my head. Boy, I say yeah. boy. <laughs> I just, I love that chicken. <laughs> Huh. Good times. All right, let's get into it. I mean, we're kind of we're kind of talking about rituals now. Yeah, I like you know? this beer. I do too. It kind of has rit- a little burn on the lips. It's like uh, the um, it's like it's got the same kind of burn as the hot spicy V eight does. Yes, like the after. Yes, it don't yeah. taste like V eight at all. But th- there's an after thing that hits you, and you forget what the V eight tastes like, and there's that burn. That yeah. is exactly what this is like. It's perfect. I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed. By I would it. drink this. Yeah, it's a lot lot different than what I expected. In fact, I even brought a backup beer just in case, you know. But, yeah, I uh, like this a lot. Anyway, what are we talking about? We were rituals? talking about rituals. And I don't mean like cultish type things, but that's really where the word comes from. It's a rite, right? Right? Correct. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Starboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Man, God. we are off the rails. I know we are. That's are you, you still listening? Or is anybody listening? I mean, I'm not even watching my time or anything. And here we are. I missed you. I really did. I there you. was times in the, in the last episode, which was a great episode, by the way. Uh, Vanessa was a fantastic guest to have on the show. But there was times I kept catching myself, giving breath and waiting for you to speak up. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just... I should have just played it and put it in my, my uh, recorder home and just yeah, recorded yeah, my commentary exactly. as if I was there. Yeah, that would have been great. As far as rituals go, you yeah. know, I think, I think a lot of artists do things every day before they do their work. And I know we talked about habits uh, last fall when we were doing the, um, the Halloween episode where we talked about uh, the Mothman prophecy and had that wine and all that. Um, but, but we really, in that episode, we kind of just talked about what artists do as habits right right and this this is one where i really want to dive into what gets us in the zone what rituals do we all do that are just they may not even be creative related right but they're just something we do to get in that headspace of hitting the studio or the stage or you know the, the the desk for writing or whatever it is we do i do have quite a few discussion points here but when i say rituals what what's the first thing that comes to your mind and be honest about creative rituals. Yes, I mean, so I thought we touched on this a little bit. I think on that episode that you were talking about, because I remember mentioning this once before. But immediately it pops in my mind. I have a I have a pretty big one that I've done for thirty years, mm-hmm. and that's any on my way to a recording session, and I've recorded a lot, say two, three hundred times at least. You know, mm-hmm. different sessions. I always well. There's been like two times I wasn't able to do do some kind of technical difficulty, but I always listen to Sade on the way to the recording session. Yes, I do remember that. Always. Yeah. If I'm playing bass. Now, sometimes if it's a vocal session or 
something. I'm not as, it's a little bit different vibe that I get into, but I always, and it's usually, it's always the same two songs and then whatever else plays, but it's always uh, No Ordinary Love and um, Cherish Today. And it just gets me in the mood to play some fucking bass. Yeah. You know, it just, it's just totally, and this is for metal sessions and other projects I've been in. It's not like, it gets, it cleanses the palate. It reminds me of a, a really great understated bass player, Paul S. Denman. Mm-hmm. Is unreal. He'll play the yeah. same five notes over and over again, like almost like a keyboard line. If he thinks that's what the call the song calls for, yeah. And it's always just a little subtle reminder that you don't always have to, you don't always have to just overplay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're and, not the center of attention all the time, right? right. You know, nothing so, wrong with yeah. with, with yeah. flashing some skill or whatnot, <laughs> but it, it you just have to decide: Am I doing this for me? Or if I am I doing it for the song or the greater good? Yeah, and yeah. sometimes uh, doing pyrotechnics is and man, it makes the song as badass. Right. Uh, sometimes it's just like you're in the way of everything and everyone. But I'll typically I've recorded in Columbus a, a couple times too, um, which that's like a you know an hour drive. Yeah, um, and I've done the same thing. Typically around here, my studio drives forty. Or you know, tw- twenty twenty five minutes yeah. usually getting stuff ready, and then getting in the car, and then you know maybe fifteen minutes actually yeah. in the car, and that's just always been my go to. Is I always play, I always play side one, two of Led Zeppelin four. <laughs> no, but Sade, man, it's always it just and it's become it's it's a it is a hundred percent ritualistic. Yeah, gets me. Yeah, gets me. In yeah, the, the sound of getting it ready and the buttons and just, you know, you're just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I'm little... going to have that making sure, yeah. you know, it, at the beginning I had my cassette then I had my CD. Right. And then right. it's like, Oh, I got to make sure I have that on my phone or, yeah. or do I got access to YouTube to play it or Spotify or it's almost a it comfort thing. It is. You know, do you ever get out of your zone if you don't do that? Yeah. There's been a couple sessions when I wasn't unable to, and it kind of, I, I know it didn't have, it has no, there's no uh, way you can quantify that impact because it's not a it's not a real thing. But mojo and vibe and um, feel is is a real thing that you cannot touch. And right, and it did. It kind of there there was a there was a time or two when I wasn't able to do that, and I just felt like I was out of my. I hadn't got there yet. Yeah. I hadn't left to leave yeah. the studio yet because I didn't have all my. I didn't grab my my wallet, my keys, right. my phone. You Things know, just weren't ordered. Yeah, it wasn't in order. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's funny because this makes me think of uh, some of these examples I bring are going to be from uh, Mason Curry's book, uh, Daily Rituals: How Artists uh, Work. Listen to you talk actually fits really well with this one from John William Cheever. He's an American novelist. He would get dressed up. He lived in uh, Manhattan. Let me set the stage here a little bit for everybody. He lived in Manhattan. At the time, and he, uh, in a high rise, obviously, and he'd get, he had one suit and he put this business suit on and he'd ride the elevator down in the morning with all the other people going to work. Right. But he'd go all the way to the basement. They'd get off on their different floors and whatever it is they had to do. And he'd, he'd go all the way to the basement, take his business suit off down to his boxers, which a little creepy, I think, but I'm going right. to carry on here. And he would write. And then at lunchtime, he would put the business suit back on, get back on the elevator, and go back to his apartment. 
And that was kind of his way of, you know, kind of getting into it. But, you know, like a lot of writers later in life, his sex drive and his alcoholism kind of took over and that, that whole process became less and less of a thing for him. I don't, I don't know. It, it seems to be common with writers. They seem to drink a lot yeah, and uh, it gets out of hand. And, you know, obviously we drink on this show and I don't promote alcoholism or anything like that, but you don't, I, I don't, uh, it's, it's terrible. It's, it's awful if it gets in the way, but not to bring everybody down. That's not where I'm going here. No, here we like, are. It's, it's like it's, anything. I, it's it's it, it's like you your know, habits I'll, can become bad habits. Yes, that's kind of where I was going. And alcohol is a social lubricant, and it can also be uh, too much lubricant can gum up the whole world. Exactly. So. And I find myself a lot of times, I'll I'll start my process. I'll be like, oh, I'll just have one drink. I'll have another one, and right. then I'll do a third one. And the next thing you know, it's like let's just cook on the grill. I don't really feel like painting today. So yeah, yeah it can get in the way. It really can. Yeah. It does me more than I care to admit. And here I am saying it for everybody to listen to. <laughs> well, like, maybe that's good. Maybe this, yeah. this is a way to hold hold your own, hold yourself yeah, to yeah, a, yeah. A, accountable to make sure that you're keeping track track of of your own habits and, yeah. and what you're doing. Because yeah. anything that gets in the way of making art is something you're trying to get Absolutely. rid of. Absolutely. We've talked Absolutely. about this before, and that's the... yes. Now, I do enjoy, like, if I'm painting outside, I really do enjoy having a cigar and a drink while I'm painting. That's fun. I, I really like that. We don't smoke in the house here, so right. it's one of them things where I, I just, it's different. You know, I take the easel outside and do what I got to do and paint. But generally speaking, for me, my, my morning ritual, kind of detailed, and I won't go into great detail here because it'll bore everybody, but it's, as soon as I get up, I make coffee. That's the first thing that happens. You know, I don't, I don't do anything else. The coffee has to be on or it's a mess. And I, I'm kind of a nerd about making coffee. It's not right. just a coffee pot and things. It's, I might as well be a chemist really when right. I'm doing it. But while the water, while the water is heating, I'll do push-ups. This is a new habit of mine. It was kind of a habit stack. I knew I needed mm-hmm. to get healthier. So I figured, okay, I'm staying around waiting for something to happen. What can I do? So I've got that. Uh, eventually I'm going to start riding a bike every morning. We got a recumbent coming that way I can get my health back up. I think if I can get my health a little bit better and just be ready to start the day a little bit different, I'll be more productive. And so far so good. Things are getting better. But, um, once all that's done, I actually go ahead and get ready for the day. I'll even put my uniform on for work, even though it's hours away from having to be ready. And I'll come in the studio and paint that way. I shut the door usually around 10 o'clock maybe 10.30. It, it varies. But I've had breakfast. I've had coffee. I don't have the jitters because I don't have a big cup of coffee. It's usually just an eight-ounce cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I work. Sometimes I just daydream. Sometimes I just come in here in the studio and I just, I think. I look at other art. I, I'm not always productive, but I'm always creatively thinking, if that makes any sense. So, uh, and I know a lot of artists do that. Uh, Henry Matisse, he, he worked daily from nine until noon, and then he took a, a long break, a uh, long lunch break, and got back at it at two and worked till the evening, and then he was done. But uh, it's it's quite interesting to me how a lot of artists do things because they're we're all so weird, right? <laughs> you know, we do things that's kind of weird. But uh, I don't want to I don't want to get out of this topic real quick because there is so many things I looked online for all of this stuff, and it was frustrating me quite a bit. I was like, okay. 
why I want to know what Roger Deakins does. You know, what's his big thing? Mm-hmm. And as I was reading about him, you know, you would think that lighting and planning and all that kind of stuff for uh, being a DP, um, a director of photography for uh, film, that he would be really interested in all of that stuff. And he's, he's more about what is the camera seeing? You know, what am I setting up? How am I blocking this shot? And then the light becomes a problem for him to fix. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants, wants the natural light to look natural. And if you look at all the movies he's done, you know, with the exception of like Blade Runner and things like that, where it's futuristic, you still look in there and, and you see the movie and you're like, where are the studio lights? It doesn't look lit. That's what I love about his work. It just, for example, um, no country for old men. Oh, you know, the whole, whole, oh, yeah, whole movie is, I mean, there's dynamic lighting through the entire movie and it looks like it was all filmed like a documentary. Yeah. Versus a studio shoot. That's a good example. I don't know. I, I really wanted to, I was hoping to find something in his routine, his daily habit, his rituals, whatever. Uh, I was hoping to find something like he, you know, jogged half a mile and guzzled something. Right. <laughs> you know, whatever. But there's nothing there. You know, I was thinking deeply, this is really hard for me to even get into words. What makes successful artists out of their habits? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, are we, are we really looking at what they're doing, their habitual thing? I mean, their, their rituals, does that make them what they're good at? I mean, they show up for work every day and that's kind of the, to me, that's the one constant. It doesn't matter if they drink coffee or, I mean, of course there's a lot who do. Is there something, I mean, this I is hard to think about really. I don't think it means anything at all except for to their there and are in mental state. It's the same way with, uh, you know, bass players do it and it goes to, it goes beyond ritualistic, becomes superstitious, but, you know, they'll do different things with their gloves before they bat, you know, or they'll, um, you know, they have to tap the dirt off their left foot and then their right foot. It's almost like obsessive compulsive. And I think I definitely have a, a touch of obsessive compulsive behavior. I always have. And it, if I would have been born 20 years later, it would have been diagnosed. But, you know, as a right. kid, I had to touch the the floor just right when I got out of bed the first time. When I flip a light really? switch, if it didn't, if I didn't hit it and it didn't feel right when I flipped it up, I'd have to turn it back off and do it again. It was, yeah. it got to where it slowed me down so much and I really had to fight to try to ignore these things. Right. And it was like, right. it was like trying to ignore somebody putting a cold piece of ice on your back and not flinching. You just try to get through it. It's like, no, I'm not going to do that again or three more times until it felt right. It's right. matter. It does not matter. And I think some of our habits, some of our ritualistic things can get in the way. If I get, if I'm heading to the studio and I don't have, have my right pen or a notepad, if I'm doing a vocal session, even if I already know what all the vocals are, I like to have that. That's kind of part of my ritual as, yeah. a, as a singer. It throws me all out of whack, and now I'm worrying about, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? I don't need that, but I need that. So I think it's, uh, as long as you can keep it in perspective, and it's things that get you in the right mood and clears your mind and get you in the right vibe, you're good. But it can easily become something that is obstacle in your way, and just one more thing that went wrong 
that prevented you from being creative that day. And when that didn't really matter, it mattered to you, but, but did it really, did it really impact your creativity? No, it fucked your vibe up. Mm -hmm. And now, now you can't get back. Now you can't switch it back. I mean, right. That's one of my biggest concerns about oil painting. There's a bigger, for me, there, there's a bigger ritual involved with painting in oils because there's palette prep, right? Mm -hmm. You're getting the paint out. You're mixing colors. I don't use a whole lot of colors anyway. Uh, my palette's relatively small. I use anywhere from seven, seven to nine usually at any given time. So it's expensive to me. I'm putting paint out. I'm thinking, got to use it. I got to paint for hours. And unfortunately, when I start my day on the wrong foot and somebody gets into my ritual, my routine, it, it can be as little as, hey, we need to do this or, hey, oh, yeah. you should do this first. And, and I hate need and should with a passion. I just hate those words. Nobody should have to do anything, right? And Or an unexpected visitor. Right, yeah. And through the week, knowing that I have to be done and ready by three. Now I can leave the palette. I can cover it up with plastic and clean it when I get home from the, the making its meat thing. If I don't get two to three hours before I have to leave, yeah. then painting in oil is not an option. You know, I, I just can't do it. I, I can pick up a pencil or charcoal a stick or uh, any quick media type things, you know, like your ink and, even watercolor, for that matter, can be quick. And it's an easy cleanup. It's not expensive. Hmm. Whereas oil really has a big impact on how I'm going to approach it. And that frustrates me. And that gets me into a frustrated mindset nearly every day through the week. Because I, I tend to be an artist every day. Right. I don't, I don't turn it off. I don't... Uh, I don't say Monday through Friday and I'm done. And in fact, when the weekends come, it's really, I got to dive in and whatever friction gets in the way really has an impact. I know there's a lot of artists, I'm sure some who are listening even who say, yeah, friction. Yeah, that's what it is in my habits. I can't do this because this gets in the way. And that's the thing we as creatives need to eliminate. If you're always going into the studio doing something, and there's something always causing friction. Find out if, if it has to do with time, you know, maybe adjust your schedule. If it has to do with anything, you know, mm -hmm. try to try to find a way to reduce the friction. And, and that's, I guess that's a benefit here. So I'm trying to say you can, you can look at your habits and your routine and try to fix it just by analyzing it. And that's one of my big routines is I analyze my day every day. I, uh, I write things down. I journal it. I keep track of habits and I click on them on a to-do list hmm. each day. At the end of 30 days, I know that I did, you know, I got up with the alarm 20 out of 30 days. Okay. What happened to those other 10? Why? Why didn't I wake up those days? Let's go back and look at the journal and see if there was something that happened. And usually it's because I didn't go to bed on time, drank too much, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's usually bad habits that get in the way, friction, you know, I hope I can help somebody listening by saying it like that. Right. I didn't share a lot, but thinking uh, real quick while we're still on this topic, do you recognize any, you know, going on stage, you know, any routines and rituals that other bands do 
that you've witnessed. You don't have to drop any names or anything, but I, I can think of a few that I would always catch while I was out on the road trying to get pictures. A lot of drummers like to, there's a certain way, especially if they're setting up before before the show and they're getting their, their maybe there's another band going on and they're going on next and they're getting their stuff all set up and they're looking and, and they're fidgeting. They're getting everything kind of where they want it and they're getting their symbols just just tight, not too tight, not mm-hmm. too loose, and they're getting everything. And it was especially, it seems like, for me, that's what I've noticed a lot. Drummers are, drummers get very, it, it looks like they're, they're laying out their, their butcher tools, yeah. you know, and they're yeah. going over each thing. And then, and then a, a bunch of oafs are going to grab it and throw it up on stage. It's going to be all messed up. And then, <laughs> then and they got to fix it again. They got to <laughs> try to fix it real quick and then, and then make it work. But that's kind of just off the top of my head. That's uh, kind of what I've noticed. Just a lot of different, yeah. a lot of different drummers from a lot of different bands and yeah. guys I've played with too are kind of like that. Just yeah. it's, they don't even notice it, but it's just real. It's like we all got a tick. We all got ticks. Yeah. When that comes ticks to that. Ticks is a good way of looking at it. I'm the same way with, you know, I, my wrist, wristbands. I always wear wristbands on stage. Yeah. And I, if I don't have them, I feel like my, my, right hand sticks to the, the bass and it bothers me. And yeah. If I don't have it on my left, I can't wipe the neck down in between songs. And there's just, that's interesting. It's just a certain thing. I'm uncomfortable if I've forgotten them or if I've played without them. And if yeah. I don't have a bottle of water handy where I can get yeah. it, I I'm stressing about that through the set, whether I'm singing or playing, especially oh, singing, yeah. but yeah, I might not even get to it, but usually I do used to be the only time I ever drank water ever was when I was playing yeah. playing live. I'd stop drinking pop on stage because it uh, the caffeine constricts yeah. your capillaries and yeah. makes your throat dry out. So yeah. I drink a lot more water now than what I had ever have before. But back then, if, if I was in the studio or on stage, I was always drinking water. And if I get up there and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to grab a bottle of water. Right. I'm, I'm out of the... I'm out of it for the first yeah. couple of minutes. I'm like, now I'm stressing over it. Am I going to be able to his girlfriend over there going to be able to grab me a water? Am I going to be able to make it through this, you know, hour and a half? Right. I, right. I, I got to have some water. How am I supposed to sing these backups? Exactly. Yeah. It just starts. And I'm, I'm, I'm halfway through the first song. I'm supposed to be in the moment here. I'm yep. totally taken out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your mind's somewhere else yeah. and it needs to be focused. Yeah, absolutely. I see a lot of guys, uh, a lot of bands as a group, uh, they'll take a shot together where they go on stage. Um, nothing, nothing heavy. You know, they're not really drinking a lot before the show. I think it, you, generally for musicians, that's not a good thing. You ain't watched the very many bands I've been in. Then. <laughs> um, <laughs> meditation. Uh, I mean, we've all heard of the stories of, you know, only give me the green M&Ms and all these other things in the green room and stuff. But uh, that does happen. These guys you know, have specific rituals that they want to follow before they go on. And it's sometimes it's really quirky. You know, like why? Why yeah. did they do that? I think of one that I read. Nikki Six talked about doing that. He wear the same leather pants through the whole tour, and they'd be disgusting. Oh, that's nasty! He pulls leather pants down, and if they saw shit balls, they know this would be a good show. He'd do that right before they go on stage. Oh, that's fucking nasty. That's, that's but, a, another reason I don't like. Well, that's just, I just hate Vince Neil, but that's a different yeah. story. But um, the Abbott brothers, though, from Pantera, they would and uh, Damage yeah. Plan, they would. Uh, they would say Van Halen, and they'd high five and stuff before. Oh, they really? On stage I didn't you know that. the two brothers. Yeah. And they were two brothers. Yeah, that was kind of their thing. They'd look at each other and go Van Halen, and they'd nice. go out and they'd rock the stage. So, Louis Armstrong, 
the the uh, jazz musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, neat story here. He Beautiful would arrive. Voice. Yeah, he would arrive at a gig uh, about two hours before the show, dressed and ready, like completely ready to go. Two hours before anything started, right? And he would start divulging in uh, home remedies like glycerin and honey to wash out the pipes. In his words, wash out the pipes. Uh, he would do Maalox for stomach pains, which I tend to wonder if he had stomach pains because of some of his rituals. Right. Um, because he, he also did this uh, at the end of a show. He had an end of a show ritual, too, that was pretty common, where he would go back to his dressing room and get down into his undershirt and welcome friends and, and fans back to the, the dressing room area, you know, and there he was just sitting in his undershirt with a, a do-rag on, tied on his head and uh, smoking a joint, and uh, he would uh, enjoy herbal laxatives. I'm like, the hell? That, that's why he had stomach pains, dude. You know, I don't know. It, he, uh, for those who want to know, it was called Swiss Chris is what he would take. It's a natural laxative. We're not sponsored by Swiss Chris, but you can go out and buy it. I'm going to buy some. Uh, I'm gonna try on a, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I want to. I, whew, man, I, just, I, I don't. He's trying I, to clean out all the pipes, ain't he? Yeah, I think so. But uh, he, he preferred, from what I understand, he, he preferred to roll a joint instead of having an alcoholic drink, which was kind of interesting. He wouldn't eat dinner either, which makes sense. A lot of musicians don't want to feel full when they're on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm and the same way. I was too. I was, every time I'd even play drums, I didn't want to be full. It just, I want to go out and have a big dinner with the guys yeah. afterwards, go to Waffle House or something. But Yeah, yeah. But I don't yeah. want to. Would you consider that part of your ritual? Having something after? Uh, no, because I don't think it was a, it didn't always happen. And it wasn't like something that, that we always did. It wasn't something nice. It was yeah. like, it was really special, especially, it was really special, especially. Hmm. That's, I don't know, my vernacular That's, spectacular. You are special. No, but <laughs> I, I remember back in the, in the nineties and we'd be on some of these, these, uh, metal shows in Columbus and there'd be or five other bands and and uh there was always such a camaraderie with with our type of music anyway um and the scene was so fertile up there with all different subgenres of metal and if a bunch of us after the show were like hey we're going to TJ's or we're going to Denny's or we're going to whatever it was always it was a it was really awesome and it was you're all just kind of hanging out and you just you know, an hour ago, you guys were up there screaming metal. Yeah. And it, it, here we are all trying to get pancakes. And it was just, <laughs> it was cool. And I mean, it would have been nice if that could have been more ritualistic. I think it was a good thing, but it was something that didn't happen all the time. Yeah. You made me think, though, of, uh, I don't know why this didn't pop in my head before, but talking about before you hit the stage, it's like, uh, you know, with the Dan haters, there's makeup involved, mm-hmm. at least in, in my my persona yeah and that is so ritualistic to me and it's a very i don't want to i say spiritual but not really in the traditional sense but right. i never know how my how it's going to turn out the makeup's different every time um but that whole you know it takes me about an hour to get ready i get all my stuff out. it's a whole thing it's a whole yeah. process and yeah. i don't like to be knocked out of my routine yeah i got to get that all done and i very rarely ever will do it at the show i always do it before I get there and maybe touch it up when I, when I get there, but really? I need that time. So you drive to the show that yeah, way with most of it, most of it on. And then, then put some <laughs> of the finishing touches, be, but 
fantastic to see you run around like that. Oh, yeah. I, I got oh, some crap. Good, I got to stop at McDonald's before you, I get there. You get some good looks at the <laughs> gas station, uh, you know, when you're standing there pumping gas and it's, it's you know, August <laughs> yes. and they're like, uh, where's Halloween at? But, yeah, you're like, I'm in a band. <laughs> but, you, you, but you do the different callers and you're doing, the, you do the prep and yeah. it is. And it's, I remember hearing Gene Simmons talk about how that was back in the old days. They would all be there at their makeup tables and bonding together and and doing, you know, they would do their own makeup and how it was just a way to get themselves in the character. And, mm-hmm. uh, I can really relate to that. And I think a lot of other like performance artists, it's about getting that you're becoming that person. And with every stroke of the, of the brush right. on your face and you're looking in a mirror and you're seeing it and you're, you're becoming someone else and you're preparing to go and, and do this show. And, it's highly ritualistic for me. Yeah. We have reached the segment of the show where I like to ask a few rapid fire questions and give everyone listening enough time to finish their drinks or grab one more. We are drinking slow today. Actually, I've had all I, I'm going to have, but I like that. I, I do too. I think it'd go really good with, uh, spicy wings. You know? No, no, I don't think so. Fish tacos. I don't like fish. Regular tacos? Mm-hmm. I drink that with a taco. Yeah. It's not bad. I, like I, I do like it. I they make, they make good beer anyway. I, you know, I'm a... Yeah. I'd put ice in it. You'd put ice in your beer? I would, yes. I'd put ice <laughs> in this beer. You got a problem with that? No. Every, it every, sounds like you do. Whatever ritual you want to do with your beer. <laughs> I've gotten ritualistic with making my white Russians. Yeah. He's turned me into an alcoholic. So. <laughs> That's great. Well, you know, one of the things I've been doing before these shows is I go out and I have, Lisa kind of caught me today at it too. She's Uh-oh. like, already? It's not even noon. You know, and I went out with a, a scotch. I made a, a rusty nail. So it was, you know, scotch and drambuie and uh, had a cigar while I was outside. Just join the, the weather's getting nice. Yeah. So, you know, and that's the other thing, you know, we're, we're at that time of year. Today is the first day of spring. We're recording this on the first oh, day of it? spring. Yeah. See, I'm, I have no concept of time or space. <laughs> right. All I know is that I need to get my bike out. That's right, exactly. So it's very ritualistic for people right now. It's the time frame. It's it's what we do. It's um, it's normal. Everybody's doing things. There are ri- religious rituals going on right now, and this show will come out April 1st. So it's ritualistic to do something silly and say you're going to do something and you're not and whatever. Just joke about the day. but. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I really want to do this show like this. But uh, what are some of your most interesting rituals that you have ever seen anybody do? Realistic uh, in terms of bands, people, comedians, writers, TV personalities, whatever you can think of. What are some of the craziest things you've ever seen or heard of? Jeremy Renner, actor. Yeah. He's got this. Look, look it up. He's got this uh, thing that he does. I can't even describe it, but he did it in, uh, he was in one of the Mission Impossibles, right? Before he did a stunt or this this scene, he did it and they, it made the film, but they were making fun of him. I think I, I, um, Tom Cruise pointed it out or something and they showed the, the footage and it's this thing that he does when, when he's trying to get loose yeah. and it's like, it, it looks almost like he's having a seizure. And it's just kind of his thing that he's he does. Oh, uh, yeah. You have to look it up. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. And if I remember right, I think he was in the in the Mission Impossible that he's in. 
I'm, if it's one of these spy movies. I'm almost positive it's what it is. And yeah. uh, he's down, getting ready to get into like some duct work or something. And he's having equipment failure. He goes into this, he goes into that kind of thing. It's, it's pretty cool. But nice. so they use the thing from real life for his character throwing a fit. Yeah. <laughs> but that, and I've always kind of been fascinated by um, football players who are um, Polynesian and do like the Mori. Yeah. Tribe yeah. Uh, stuff. I think that's really cool. And a lot of them will do that before yeah. they go out. And I think that's kind of, I think that's interesting. And it, it's, it's neat how it's, uh, it's become a ritual before they're, to get them in the zone. Yeah. But it's also, in this case, it's cultural too. Yeah. And it's a way to, yeah. to harken back to their ancestors and their roots. And that's a beautiful thing. So. Yeah. Speaking of which, we didn't do the thing that we normally do when we say rapid fire. No, I did. You just missed it. Really? Replay it. I didn't hear it. Okay, I'll listen to it again. I missed it. Yeah. I'm the one who fucked that up. Yeah. We need a sound effect. I need to get that on my phone. So there you that. go. I, <laughs> I need to develop a thing of boards like them dudes on it. So I can yeah. do the different. Yeah. I'll that that could be your job. Yeah. We just add it to the list here and put it in there and be fun. To, to uh, play devil's advocate and argue with you and hit the buttons. That's yeah. my job. Yeah. As long as we don't get that stupid horn, whatever it is. Whenever you say something dumb or I say something dumb. Well, that's going to be like all the time. All right. Um, Yeah. In in doing this show, Mm -hmm. I set up uh, a lot of rituals. Like I say, I'd smoke and all that before the show. But, you know, I go through a routine each week prior to planning for the show. And I actually get into a depression first. And start thinking, what are we going to talk about? You know, what value am I going to give? And then that whole insecurity of uh, not being an authority enough Mm -hmm. feels to me sometimes like, you know, and I forget that I've been painting since I was, let's just say over 30 years. I've been doing it professionally for 20 plus years. And I keep forgetting that I do routines. This should have been an easy episode. And this was a very episode, uh, very difficult episode for me to put together. And going through each of the things, I was like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And shoot, I even listened to our old episode that had habits in it. I was like, how can I avoid talking about the same thing? How can I, in, in essence, bring ritual into this conversation? Mm-hmm. And it was really hard, man. My nose is running from this beer. <laughs> <laughs> It's not got you at all. I don't know. I mean, I think it's just spring. You told me it was spring. Now my allergies just. Oh, uh, yeah. They just decided to wake up. So as, as I was, you know, doing the notes, I'm like, I, I, I just, I want more value. And that's where I get really boogered up. Mm-hmm. And then I sit down and I write and I, I listen to things. I dig deeper. I start looking at books and um, I read a lot. I mean, I really do, and even more now because it's part of my habits. Mm-hmm. When I get home from work, I read for half an hour every day, uh, which tends to be two hours a lot of times. And I'll, I'll finish a book in a week and start another book and all that. And I'm not really looking at goals, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have at least 50 books read this year. Wow. And I definitely just, need to read more. It just kind of gets in my head. And I want these, I want these shows to be easier to produce. and throw them out there. So there's a lot of ritual. Like when you leave, there's like this 
wave of relaxation that happens on relief, a Sunday. Relief almost that yeah. I left. That's how most people feel when I leave. <laughs> That's not where I was going with that. <laughs> but it's like the show has been recorded. All that I have to do is edit, you know? And a lot of people say, well, you can outsource your editing and, and save yourself some time. I enjoy that. That's part of your ritual. Yeah. Just like yeah. setting everything up. And yeah. It's kind of got your, yeah. Get you in the, and it gets you in work mode. Yeah. So I got to ask the next question on rapid fire. And this is going to seem a little bit off. If you had any beer in the world, what would you drink as your morning ritual? Yes. Morning beer. What would you do? <laughs> morning beer. Well, that's easy. It's uh, not, not, not upsetting beer. Not like, oh, I'm going to mourn this beer. Oh, not mourning with you. Mourning like in the morning. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah, they both have yous. It, They're all you. It's all about morning, you, baby. No, morning. <laughs> morning don't have you. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to throw you off. Uh, <laughs> it'd be not your father's root beer. No. Oh, really? I love that. That's the only beer I actually like. Oh, Lisa, Lisa messed up on that once. She, the other one, there's that. another root beer, and it sucks. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but the not your father's root beer when it's cold. That's, a, I mean, I can drink that whole bottle. It's oh, awesome yeah. Until it starts to get warm. Once it gets warm, it's, all, it's bad. But, Listen, or this one. Uh, if I had a drink, but I couldn't drink, I'd take a few sips of this every morning. Yeah, it's a 22 ounce bomber. It's a pretty good size beer. I mean, can you imagine drinking this by yourself? I can. No, I know you can. <laughs> all right. But, you know, I don't like beer usually, but I like not your father's root beer. And I'm not sponsored, but I would. If they want to send me a case, I'll drink it. Absolutely. We'll do it. I'll watch you drink that. <laughs> did you have that or did you have the other one? I've had not your father's root beer, yes. And you didn't like I it? I don't like it. No. Did you like root beer? Yeah. It, What's the best root beer? Frost Top. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Top. The one, I, I haven't been able to find that around A&W. here. A&W. I just prefer A&W. That's my go-to, but that's like my, that's like my, uh, <laughs> what is it that you keep your, your. Your macaroni and cheese. You no, know, your beer? chintzy beer that you always keep. You're just like, well, if I got. It's oh, my Guinness. Your Guinness or yeah. whatever. It's just like, you know, it's just whatever. <laughs> it's what we always yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. A&W. A&W is good. Cool. But uh, Frost Top. Mm. Frost yeah. Top's very good. Do you have any questions for me? About what? Rapid Fire. Anything. Rapid fire. I, I've never been asked that before. I know. I, <laughs> if, Everybody okay, listening. Yeah. No, you got to. I, I should have taken a picture. Got one. He's got this look like. <gasps> I'm part of the show. I, no, I do got one. <laughs> now, so, we're, now we're getting silly. So I this watched, is the part I like. <laughs> I, I watched uh, Greenland last night. Yeah. It's a new movie with uh, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Where the meteor's hitting Earth. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty good. I mean, it was. I had to pay he's, $5. He's, his wife it. is the kiss me like you miss me woman. Yeah, that's From that. uh, Deadpool. Yeah, but I. it takes me a second to remember her as oh, that it, I always me. remember from <laughs> no from the V remake she was that I don't know I'm old but in the 80s V was like life for me she's my get out of marriage free card <laughs> she is she is a babe but but she played the alien in the reboot of V yeah I don't know if you, Diana yeah but that's how I always think her and she's got a weird name Lorena Bacayo or yeah, something I yeah. can't say it but anyway if they announced that the meteor was going to hit earth and in, in uh, 25 minutes what drink would you make yourself to sit on your front porch and watch it come in? What would be the, what drink? Rusty would you nail. Make? Rusty nail. That's yeah, it. I'd I'd have a cigar and a rusty nail. Just wait for that thing to fucking hit the earth. <laughs> I would look right at it going, "Bring it on, baby." <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like it. Right. I mean, there's nothing you can do. Meteor, you can't do. Yeah, you can't about. control it. It's you know. I mean, you can go 
I guess you can send Bruce Willis up there with a, a drill crew and for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be difficult. I don't know. Like an Armageddon. Yeah. I just, a rusty nail, huh? That's your, I probably still wouldn't be able to get my wife to drink with me and smoke a cigar. She just wants no part of that. None. Absolutely none. Now I can get her to have, you know, she'll take a white Russian every now and again. Oh, yeah. She'll, you know, she, what she really likes is this rum drink with orange juice that I make. She just What's loves it. Called? It. It's just the rum drink that I make. That's what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to. I saw one. I was in the Japanese steakhouse because I forgot my. Yeah. Oh, I, I forgot. I went to dinner there yesterday with the. Yeah. With the uh, exes and, and the, the uh, children. Am I slowing you down? No. Okay, because I'm. And everybody listening, I got the camera out and he's looking at me like I'm doing something stupid. And I left my debit card there like a moron. So I, had, oh. I didn't realize it until I went to go get breakfast this morning and didn't have <laughs> my card. I'm like, huh. But anyway, I went over there to get it and they had a sign of something called a Frankenstein and it was uh, tequila with melon and Sprite. Oh. Have you ever had that? No, I have not. Tequila. What's melon? Just a melon drink, I wonder, or melon juice or i don't know that's a good question Madeline. You, you got me you got me but i'd like to try that I'd like to have some of that 1800 that's right behind you with you want some, you want a shot of 1800 oh, it knocked me on my ass but with melon and sprite yeah i want you to make that for me all right pontificate i will pontificate actually what i'm doing i'm trying to get some video of us i, I really want to do some video while we uh while we do this you know are you taking a selfie no i'm doing video What's a video selfie? What I'm doing right now. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Is anybody listening? Are Melon. we silly? Are we silly today? We're having a good time. I like these good time shows. It's, it's supposed it's, to be a good time. Yeah. And we're not role models for your life. We oh, are definitely just, not. We are just, yeah. We no. are just confused, <laughs> you know, struggling artists just artists. like everybody yes. else, you know? <laughs> So, yeah. Just trying to make the world better. Well, my thought was I could get some some did you? some footage. Is that what you did? Some footage. You know, the kids call it content. <laughs> right. Well, if we're going to be influencers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that went really fast. That's what she said. <laughs> do, you any, do you have any final thoughts on this? This whole, I mean, you know. Why we, are you asking me so many fuck questions? Because you're here. <laughs> Final I, thoughts. Rituals, I guess I, I could I could tell stories. I can no, do that. Nobody wants. Nobody that. wants to hear that now. No rituals. Don't let them get in your way. You got to make them work for you. Don't work for them. I mean, that's really it. Don't. If it's becoming, if it's become too much of a obsessive compulsive thing, might need to try to get out of that rut. See what what happened. And if it's helping you in your process, helping you get in the right mind space, head space, mind space, dreamscape, whatever. <laughs> uh, then cool. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with no. You know, going outside and running around the house three times in your underwear if that's what yeah if that's what gets you ready to, yeah. to create or think creatively. Or, you know, you, you, your your ritual is your ritual. There's nothing embarrassing about it. A lot of it I've noticed too. If you think think about it, like you know I'm like you I'm fascinated with um, ancient cultures and yeah and you think of the uh, the Japanese and the samurai and and the way they treated their weapons and, and when they put their armor on. And it's all, it's all about getting you into that zone. It's the same thing of before a gig, 
when I wipe my base down that one last mm-hmm. time and I, I gently put it into the case or I stuff it into a gig bag, whichever it is. <laughs> it's all, but it's like that. It's like I'm, I'm getting ready to do battle in a sense, you know, because we don't have that now. And I think a lot of things that we do that our rituals are, are things that that's in our DNA that harken back to a time that when we had to protect ourselves daily and we had to go out and hunt for food or we weren't going to eat it. There's a lot of that that I think that we, that creeps into our, our, our everyday life that we don't even realize. It's just, it's just part of that. And, you know, cleaning your weapons after, after a good hunt, you know, cleaning your brushes after you've, you've created some art and you're proud of it. It's, there's, it's the same mindset, man. It's the same. If you had, if you had a computer or an MRI or CT scan or whatever the hell it is, and you're looking at what parts of your brain is lit up. Yeah. I yeah. bet a million dollars that it's all the same ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any final thoughts? I do. I, I think time is a very limited resource. We're, we're all given 24 hours a day and how you spend that time is, is very much who you are. Not so much that you're this employee or that you're an artist or that you're anything that we can throw out there, any, any sort of descriptive manner in vocabulary <laughs> that, that puts it out there. Uh, I'm trying to make really good sense of this because my brain's all over the place on it, but rituals are a mechanism to take advantage mm-hmm. of those 24 hours. And if it gets you in the right headspace, do it. If you need that cup of coffee, drink it. If you do need to take a walk before you work in the studio, go take a walk. Don't skip those things because they're part of your creative process. And that's the big kicker here. Mm-hmm. It, painting a picture is not the only creative process involved with make, making a picture. Right. Sometimes your head's got to be in the right place. Completely. You've said it several times that some things in your life create better songs. Oh, yeah. And not a doubt. those dramatic moments in your life may be part of the rituals that create songs. You saying that I bring on my own heartbreak because of I'm I thought about that after I, I said create. that. But no. And yes. Yeah. It's an interesting thing about. Yeah. I just want to get in a suit and then go into my basement and take it off and create my underwear. <laughs> take the elevator down? I think that's brilliant. <laughs> um it is brilliant actually. Uh Seth Godin. Yeah, thank you. Seth Seth, uh, not Seth Rogen. No, not Seth Rogen. <laughs> Seth Godin. Um, fantastic mind. He's to me, he's the Yoda of creativity. He really is. He's got so much, so much insight on things, but I was watching a YouTube video on him the other day. Uh, I think it was called the three creative habits for success or something. Don't quote me on that, but uh, I'll try to find it and put it in the in the show notes so people can click on it. But he he said something that was really profound to me. We can change our mindset in in such an easy way by just changing the word "but" to "and." And thinking of that, the way he described it, it was, "I'm on vacation, but it's raining." That's negative connotation. It's like You can't enjoy yourself. You've just said the rain has complete control over your vacation. And that's deep. It is deep. 
It really is. And you change it to, I'm on vacation and it's raining. Okay, what else can you do? That opens up the world of possibilities. So many other things you can do. You're, you're on vacation. Who cares if it's fucking raining? Go do something. You know, go to the mall. <laughs> Whatever. Paint a picture in the studio. You got windows, don't you? Exactly. And it was so profound to me to listen to that going, he's absolutely right. You change the word but to and and things just open up for you in so many different ways. And ritualistically speaking, I can go in the studio and do the same thing. And I do this all the time. It's, I'm going to paint this picture, but I got to go to work. Everything falls apart for Mm -hmm. me. I don't want to paint anymore. Might as well go just have a sandwich. (laughs) Right. Got my uniform on. Let's just plan for that job I got to go to later. You know, not that I hate it. It's just, I can't paint there. They don't let me do that yet. Have you tried it? Yeah. <laughs> not really. You could block the door. <laughs> <That'd be laughs> sort of funny. Don't come in. I'm painting. It's my lunch break. Don't bother me. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, uh, but no, but seriously. Uh, and seriously. And seriously. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can look at this and go. I'm in my studio painting and I get to go to work. It just changes things. Yeah. It's a more positive outlook on, on the whole process. It's so much better to look at things that way because now the work, just the, the job, the making ends meet part of my life doesn't get in the way. It just means I'm going to go make money another way. Right. That's it. So I can buy more supplies to paint more pictures and sell more pictures. Cause if I paint more, I sell more. That's simple. It's a profit deal. It is. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> Finkel. He said Finkel. You, you said time. You mentioned time and made me think of something that I heard just a couple of days ago. And if I'd heard it before, it never stuck with me, but it really that hit time, me kind of hard. Time is in a bottle. No. No. <laughs> said uh, no amount of money ever bought one second of time back. Absolutely. That's I very mean, true. I'm, I, 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 mean, am so, wow. I am so ate up with time. That's why these rituals are so important to me. That's why I wanted to bring this episode back out of habits and call it rituals instead of habits because I overanalyze every second of my day. People would lose their shit if they saw how I schedule things. I know how bad this is going to sound, but I'm going to say it outright. Oh, God. My wife has to schedule time for me with me. Oh, Lord. That poor woman. It, I send her a schedule. This is my schedule this week. I have time at three to six on Saturday, literally. <laughs> for copulation or just for, is well, that for? <laughs> I, I'm not going to go there. Okay, is that what, like, <laughs> that's, that, that's part of my relaxing time from 1230 to 2 a.m. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's in there too. <laughs> it's, it's in the little notes, the oh, little side notes. The very small notes. Yeah, the really tiny ones. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well. No, he has nothing to do with it. We've lost them all. <laughs> Nobody's listening. Okay. I think, I think we've, uh, we've wrapped it up. I hope I got everybody thinking about rituals and what you do with your life to create. That's the whole goal here. I just, I really want people to, to think about the things that they do every day. Write them down. Make a schedule like I do. Be as anal retentive as I am about every minute of every day, you know, 
Or wing it like I do. Yeah. I kind of wing this episode. I'm not going to lie. I, I put it together thinking, we can do this. We don't need to have a topic. And I put some things together and I just started. Which, by the way, was the topic of last episode. Just start. Right. The idea of just getting in there and doing it. But uh, I don't know. Have we beat a dead horse on this one yet? Well, you could beat this horse forever. <laughs> you could. could beat it. <laughs> and we've we've definitely we've been, we we have regressed to twelve year olds. I know we are twelve year old. It's in the, It's boys. this sons of toil bear. I think. Okay, share this episode. Subscribe if you are not already, and I'd love for you to leave us a review. Or if you really hate me, I mean, if you take the time to really write how much you yeah, hate if me, you take the time. I kind of like that. Yeah. Don't just say I suck. Just tell me. Tell me why. <laughs> right, yeah. Suck. Give us a reason why. I can give you a couple of reasons. If you guys, if you guys like the last show better because I wasn't on it, let us know. I, you know, that's cool. All right, I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us. I sincerely hope you uh, use this episode to get you thinking about your own creative journey. Paul, thanks for being here. No, thank you for being here. I am In here. Life. This is my house. You know, you brought something up that really made me think. What? That was one of the questions on that video that I watched that he asked Seth. And it was Seth Godin. Godin, not Rogan. Yeah. And now I can't remember it. So you're going to have to go watch it. <laughs> I, purpose, I purposely did that. So that everybody has to go watch that fucking video. No, seriously. That's good. I have a link. Yeah, I will. So there's a link in the show notes. You got to read the show notes, folks. You got to. There's so much more in there that I've been trying to add. Uh, you know, it's got the, the credits for everybody who, who support the show. And, and well, I don't want to say who support the show, but like, a deal. He made right. the music, and oh, he uh, he posted some great content this week. Have you seen his Instagram? Always, yes, he always posts great. Really content. cool. He is such a such a genius. At that stuff. It, yeah. So I dig it. I really, I really like it. I really wish I knew his routine, his rituals, or how he goes about putting something together. Well, I let's sh- call him. I should ask. Let's him. call him right now. I should. I I don't. He's probably busy. Well, that's his fault. We're still recording this Well, show, we should be. And people are listening going, are we going to end the show? I still have half a glass of beer. I, I, didn't, go. I, didn't, I didn't do last call very well. Well, you were already in the last call before we got started. Probably. I kind of was. <laughs> that's kind of become your ritual. <laughs> I know. All right. I got music to make. Yeah, you do. I'm going to let you go. Until next time, may your drinks be tasty and your muse be thirsty. See you, Paul. I'll see you. You will. At the movies. I don't know. I, I, I got to yeah. get a tagline. I we need do. an intro line and a tagline. I know. Anyone's got a good one, tell me what would be yeah. good. Signature lines. Go make some art. Somebody. I am. Everybody. I am. Today, today's my day to start editing and do all that stuff to the show. Oh. The show, it's editing day. So I take a little break. I, I do that thing I was telling you about how it's just like all this, oh, show's done. And then I take a little break. I have probably a hot dog or something outside. A hot dog. Yeah. Because I like hot dogs. You need need something better. That's not a a hot dog. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to go, folks. Later. I, I got nothing else for you. See ya.